Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special topical study on the Holy Spirit, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. God is saying to Israel, you have forsaken the fountain of living water, and that is your first evil. And your second evil is that they had hewn for themselves broken cisterns that could not hold water. In other words, God is saying to them, they had God in fullness. They had the fountain of spiritual life when they started out, but then they turned from him to cisterns which is a, not a source of anything. A cistern, what is that, Pastor Rod? A cistern is just a container. This cup could be a cistern. But that's all it is. It just is a made of clay. Oh, this is nice. Just made of, made of clay. So God is saying to them, you're turning to a container And might I add, a broken container at that is foolish to be a Christian and turn from the fountain of living water, right? Turning away from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is to turn to broken cisterns. And if you want spiritual life, and if you want spiritual power, you have to live in the Spirit. With that... Galatians chapter 5. Very practical here. Galatians chapter 5. Very practical portion of scripture. Everybody good? You're still good? Say amen. Now look at verse 16. Galatians 5, 16. Paul the apostle writing. I say then, can you just read verse 16 with me? Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you're led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are the works of the flesh are evident, obvious, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and a lot of stuff. Y'all looking at it? And the like, of which I tell you before, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such there is no law. 
And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And in verse 25, somebody come on, read it with me. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So stop right there. Look at verse 16 again. As Paul the Apostle says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, guys, this couldn't be more clear. An obvious statement. People, I don't read the Bible because it doesn't make sense. And it's, oh, you need some, got to find the hidden meanings and count every other letter and put them all together and discover the code and crack the code that's written in this. There's no code. Stop it. This couldn't be more clear. Walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You won't walk in the flesh if you walk in the spirit. Simple people. Now notice Paul doesn't say walk after the spirit. Good to know, good to read what the Bible doesn't say or not read, understand what the Bible doesn't say. Bible doesn't say walk after the spirit. The Bible doesn't say walk with the spirit. The Bible says to walk what? In the spirit. So if the Bible tells us clearly to walk in the spirit, then we need to know what it is and what it is not. So what does it mean to walk in the spirit? Write that down. What does it mean to walk in the spirit? To walk, the word walk, is in the present tense command in the Greek language, and it implies a constant step-by-step pace, progress, walk, And keep on walking. It implies taking a series of small steps in the same direction over a long period of time. To walk in the spirit means letting your conduct be directed by the Holy Spirit, making progress in your life by relying on the Holy Spirit to guide every part of your life. Letting, let me say it again. Walking in the spirit means letting your conduct be directed by the Holy Spirit, making progress in your life by relying on the Holy Spirit to guide every part of your life. Walking, you know this, is slow, right? Compared to driving or running or flying, uh, walking isn't very flashy, huh? Not unless you're a flashy walker, whatever that means, (laughs) But walking isn't very flashy. Walking can be tedious and slow and dull and downright boring. But if you want to get from point A to point B, you're going to have to put one foot in front of the other and start walking. And you don't stop until you get there. The Christian life is described as a walk. Here's some verses and there are many more, but here's just a few I kind of pulled out really quickly. Ephesians 4, 2 through 3 tells us to walk in humility. Ephesians 2, 10, walk in good works. Ephesians 4, 17, walk differently, I wrote, than unsaved folk. Romans 13, 13, walk in purity. 1 Corinthians 7, 17, walk in contentment. Take your phone and take a snap if you like. 1 Corinthians 7, 17, walk in contentment. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, walk in faith. 
Second Thessalonians 3, 6, walk separated lives. Third John 3, 4, walk in the truth. And there are many, many, many other verses. I'll tell you a little secret. Look at me. Look at me very closely. You at home, listen to me closely. A little secret that I want you to tell everybody. Amen. The key to walking in the spirit. Listen, this is very important. The key to walking in the spirit is controlling your mind. Now, I look, I, I have a Pentecostal background. I come from uh, Kojic, Church of God in Christ. And I know for many, many years of my Christian life, I thought walking in the spirit meant that the spirit of God just kind of takes over your life and makes you do what he wants you to do. And 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 walking in the spirit and talking about spiritual things was a very mystical thing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Mystical meaning I didn't know what it was about. And I don't think the people who were talking about it quite honestly knew what it was about. Amen. So it was very mystical and nobody understood it. And I, I, I don't even know that I ever got sound teaching about walking in the spirit. Anybody know what I'm talking about still? OK. And now, as many years have now gone by, I know and I have learned not only what I know and what I've learned, but I know the Bible teaches very clearly that walking in the spirit is about controlling your mind. Now, in verse, we're going to come back to that in just one second. In verse 20 through 21, we have a list of the works of the flesh, which is a result of not walking in the spirit. Idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, and the like, Paul says, and the like, that means in anything like all this, any fleshly behaviors like any of this, Paul says, this is the result of not walking in the spirit. Now, very important again, verses 20 through 21. Can you write this down? Verse 20 through 21 are symptoms of a greater weakness. Verses 20 through 21 are symptoms of a great, greater weakness. The mind. All sin starts with the heart and with the mind. So if that be the case, I'm going to develop that in just a second. But if that be the case, then all of these things, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, contentions, jealousies, and all of these things are a result of a uncontrolled mind. And an uncontrolled heart. All sin starts in the mind and in the heart. It was Jesus who said that in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 28. Jesus, don't you remember? He said, but I say unto you that whoever looks. <laughs> whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery in their heart. Sin the sin of adultery was committed before the physical act, according to Jesus, before the physical act was carried out. So Jesus is making it clear. True sin or the source of sin is in the mind. So our mindset, I'm going to help you this morning. Our mindset and the way that we think drives our behavior. 
If you're still with me, say I'm with you. Drives our behavior. And that is why the Bible has so much to say about the mind. Bible student, preacher, teacher. If you want to do a really great study and you have some time on your hands, do a study about the mind. The Bible has an enormous amount to say about the mind. I'm going to give you two verses and it is a hundred. Romans chapter eight, verse nine. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, if anyone does not have the spirit of God, he is not his. Philippians 2, 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Paul is talking about having the mind of Christ. Now the question, what does it mean to have the mind of Christ? Well, it's simple, saints. It means to have the mind of Christ means to think God's thoughts and not think the world's thoughts. To have the mind of Christ means to think God's thoughts and not think the world's thoughts. Thank you. I don't need that verse anymore. Thank you. The only way for you to think God's thoughts, you got to change your mind. And the only way to change your mind is by the power of the Holy Spirit, number one, and to saturate your mind in the word of God. Y'all still listening to me? Then you'll have the ability to choose the way you think. And you'll think like Christ. When you allow the Spirit of God and you allow the Word of God to saturate your life and saturate your mind, then you'll have the power to control what you think. But without the Spirit of God and the Word of God written upon the tables of your heart and written upon your mind, you almost can't control what you think. It's true. It's true. Let me share something with you. How I choose to think, y'all know we're talking about practical stuff here, right? How I choose to think and the way I choose to think will affect the feelings of my heart. So David prayed in Psalm 51, David prayed, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. David knew in Psalm 51, I can't change my heart, but God can change my heart. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And God renew a right spirit within me. David understood he couldn't change his own heart, but God can change your heart. Guys, God never tells us, listen to me, God, ne- God never tells us to change our hearts. You will not find one Bible verse, not one, not a, not a one, to tell you to change your heart. God tells us to change our mind. And if I change my mind, God will change my heart. But if I don't change my mind, God won't change my heart. Y'all picking this up? You, 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 You cannot change your heart, but you can change your mind. How you change your mind, Pastor? That's why, you know, that's why... Thank you, Miss Joanne. Praise the Lord. I'm going to wait till they catch up to you. How about that? 
important business people. That's why the book of Proverbs we're going through on Wednesday night. Like, I didn't know this because I didn't. I'm not like that smart. And I couldn't like put it together like that. I just was feeling like, oh, well, Proverbs is pretty good. And I was talking to a pastor and we were, many, many things led us to Proverbs. Little did I know that Proverbs and how to live and walk in the spirit is just a nice little marriage. It's a nice little marriage of two books. Because Proverbs is about wisdom. Proverbs is about changing your mind. Wisdom and instruction. And if you change your mind, then God then can change your heart. If you want to be a strong Christian and you want to be strong in the Lord, you have to understand that the Christian life really is about your mind. You know, I'm not like a high theology guy. I don't really view myself as some high thinker or whatever. I like to keep it simple. And I like to put the cookies on the shelf where the kids can get them. Because I can talk to you for an hour, but if you don't understand what I'm saying, then you and I have wasted our time. So keep it simple, sailor. Kiss. (laughs) Yes. And here's keeping it simple for you. The Christian life is about the mind. It's about what you think. Proverbs 3, or probably 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. The key to joy isn't a changed heart. The key to joy is a changed mind. People are so depressed in our culture. Have you noticed that? Uh, Americans, especially in this culture we live in today, seems to be bleeding Christians are wounded and people are losing hope and losing the spiritual war, if you will, because they don't have a change. Let me add this dot, 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 made up mind. They don't. They don't. And it seems that Satan is turning up the fire on people's mind. Have you noticed An unprecedented amount of depression in the world. The devil wants to control your thoughts. The devil wants to control and distract you with social media. I talk a lot about social media of late. I make no apologies for it. Let me tell you why. Because it is affecting the world. And more importantly, as a preacher... If I'm saying I'm your friend and I'm your, I'm going to tell you the truth. Now, you might not like it. But I learned if you don't like the truth and something hits you a certain way, say out your amen. It's not my job to make you feel good. I want to help you. And I want God to help me to help you. And God help me, period. So social media and all of these things are seeming to me to be a distraction and used to be careful here, kind of dumb down the world.
I'm not trying to be like insulting. I'm just telling you from my perspective. So everybody's all caught up with TikTok and this new everything is social media. And and, and the problem is, is, is Christians are following the world. That's the bigger problem. And that is my bigger concern. The devil wants to control your thoughts because if he can control your thoughts, he can control your body and your spirit. His goal is to keep you from the plan of God in your life. And he wants to destroy you. The devil wants to destroy your peace. Are you listening to me? He wants to destroy your happiness and your contentment and your enthusiasm for life. Walk in the spirit. Look at verse 17. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. Listen, every blood bought, born again, spirit filled Christian is in a battle. We live in this world. And there is a war going on inside of us. Yes, we are new creations. But sin is still present within us. I've said this before. The Christian life is a battleground, not a playground. And it's unfortunate that many Christians live like it's a playground. When in fact, there's a war going on. When Paul talks about the flesh, keep that pen handy. He's talking about the depraved nature, the nature that every single person inherited from Adam. The depraved fleshly nature is hostile to God and selfish and evil. And listen, when we give our lives to Jesus and and, and give our hearts to the Lord, the power of the flesh, the power of the flesh is broken. But the pull of evil or the evil desires within us still remain. So we're in the world, but we're not of the world. So we talk about Paul, the apostle, he he wrote in in Romans seven. Paul talked about that there was a war going on in the inward man. He said, I got to summarize. Keep that there, there. Thank you. There's a war going on in the inner man. And, and, and Paul said, I, I see this war against the law of my mind, bringing me into the law of captivity and sin. And then he says, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the bondage of this sin? Who shall deliver me from the bondage of sin or the body of death, he says. And then he says, I thank my God through Jesus Christ. So Paul there in First Corinthians, uh, Romans 7 is acknowledging and talking about the best. This is a great verse. Write it down and go read it in your own time. I got to move forward. So Paul in Romans 7 is talking about the very thing that we're talking about, about the war between the flesh and the spirit. There's a battle going on. And the flesh and the spirit is fighting to see which one will dominate your life. The fight and that's happening in each and every one of us is causing conflicting desires. Y'all still with me? Conflicting desires. That's why you can love and hate. That's why you can curse with your mouth and bless with the same mouth. That's why you can proclaim Christ and lie to your friends. 
That's why you can read the Bible and watch videos that you shouldn't. That's why you can sing in the choir. Amen. And have an affair. All right. That's church right there. You know, when you say something, it just kind of hits you. You go, well, uh, yes. I don't know why I'm doing my foot like this. Yes. It's true. The flesh and the spirit are opposed and fighting to be fed. So the we said it last week, didn't we? The one that you feed is the one that gets the most attention. And the more you feed it, the more it desires. So if you feed the flesh, guess what? You'll want more and more and more and more and more of the flesh. We look at people who do terrible things to people and do terrible things to children. And you say, I cannot. How could they even do? Who can do that kind of thing? Well, feed your flesh long enough and you can too. Sin will take you further than you want to go. You'll stay longer than you want to stay and you'll pay more than you want to pay. And the church said, that's true. So you might say to me, Pastor Rodney, isn't the spirit more powerful than the flesh? Absolutely. And from a saving regeneration standpoint, the spirit has conquered the flesh. But there's still the presence of the flesh, the old man to be subdued. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at one 800 293-0923 That's 1-800-293-0923 You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.